Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hey, if you've never been baptized, you do not want to miss September the 8th. It is perhaps one of the most uh, memorable and life-changing opportunities that a person can really ever experience in their life to be baptized by immersion at the beach. And so as we've experienced over the years, it's always an epic time, not only for the individual being baptized, but for friends and for family, just for the body of Christ to come together and celebrate and mark that milestone in their lives. And so we would encourage you to think about that, pray about uh, rounding up your friends and your family to be a part of that special day. If you would like to participate, then uh, all you got to do is go and sign up online. You can go to the Connect Tent on your way out today. Say, hey, I want to get baptized, and we'll uh, plug you in and get you prepared so you have all the answers to the questions you might have, and we'll help you walk through all of the details. But it is an awesome, awesome time, and I hope you'll join us September the 18th at the beach. How many of you are, for, are ready for Labor Day? Yeah. Well, hopefully nobody's going to have to labor tomorrow, but chances are in today's world, you, a lot of you probably will. But uh, it is awesome to see all of you. I'm super excited about today. And I want to welcome those that are watching us right now live online as well. And we're wrapping up a series that we've been in over the last several weeks called RTL Strong. And uh, we've been learning a lot over the last few weeks about really what it takes for us to be a strong, vibrant, healthy body of believers. And because today is our official launch day, if you will, for our life groups, I thought it would be fitting for us to take just a moment and talk about the importance of what it really looks like to be a part of a strong community. In other words, to be a part of a group of individuals in our lives that are walking through our spiritual journey with us. And in just a few moments, I'm going to give you the opportunity to meet some friends and to meet some of our uh, leaders, not all of them, but some of them that are actually going to be facilitating and hosting some of our groups this fall. And so you'll have the opportunity uh, when we're dismissed here in a little bit uh, to go out into the foyer, uh, go out to the black tent. You can ask questions. You can learn more about uh, kind of the, the, the when and the where and all the details related to our small groups that we're going to be kicking off. And there are a variety of different groups that will be happening for different ages and stages of life. There'll also be different groups that will be happening, obviously, during uh, certain days or evenings of the week. So I think you'll find a group that will be not only relevant to maybe the needs that you have or maybe an interest that you have, but also I think you'll find a group that will meet your schedule that you can plug into and that you can be a part of. Well, with all that said, I want to just begin uh, by simply saying how important it is that we all connect to a small group. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to turn to your neighbor, to your right or to your left, look at them and say, you need me. (laughs) 
Some of you, if you're married, you've been saying, I told you, I've been telling you that for a long time. But the truth of the matter is, we need one another. We need each other. It's so vitally important. And you know, there are so many different definitions when it comes to what life is all about, when it comes to what really matters, when it comes to what we should prioritize in life. So we all have different opinions and perspectives and views on what life is all about. Well, I want to give you a little uh, definition, if you will, or maybe help you better understand life from this person's point of view. This is interesting. This is life explained. You ready to know what life is all about? Here it is, right here. On the first day, God created the dog and said, sit all day by the door of your house and bark at anyone who comes in or walks past. For this, I would give you a lifespan of 20 years. The dog said, that's a long time to be barking. How about only 10 years and I'll give you back the other 10? So God agreed. On the second day, God created the monkey and said, entertain people, do tricks, and make them laugh. For this, I would give you a 20-year lifespan. The monkey said, wow, that's, that's a lot of tricks for 20 years. That's, that's a pretty long time to perform. How about I give you back 10 like the dog did? God agreed. Well, on the third day, God created the cow and said, You must go into the field with the farmer all day long and suffer under the sun. Have calves and give milk to support the farmer's family. For this, I would give you a lifespan of 60 years. The cow said, That's kind of a tough life. You want me to live for 60 years? How about 20 and I'll give back the other 40 and God agreed again. Then on the next day, God created man and said, eat, sleep, play, and enjoy your life. For this, I will give you 20 years. But man said, what? Only 20 years? Could you possibly give me my 20? The 40 the cow gave back, the 10 the monkey gave back, and the 10 the dog gave back. That makes 80, okay? And God agreed. So that is why the first 20 years we eat, sleep, play, and enjoy doing whatever we want. For the next 40 years, we slave under the sun to support our family. For the next 10 years, we do monkey tricks to entertain the grandchildren. And for the last 10 years, we sit on the front porch and we bark at everyone who passes by. I just explained life to you. That's pretty impressive, right? But I think we'll all agree that life is so much more, and it's so much more important. In fact, I think today what we're going to learn is that we can summarize life in one word. You ready for it? It's the word relationships. Without question, the single most important decision or decisions that you will build your life, that you will center everything around, will be based on your relationships. 
And it's amazing to me when you think about the power of relationships. In fact, it's been said, we will walk like who we walk with. And that's a powerful thought just to think about for just a moment. We will walk like who we walk with. It's also been said that your net worth will be determined by your net work. In other words, the value and quality of your life, when it comes to reaching our full potential, is going to be largely determined by the people we surround ourselves with. My wife, Michelle, and I, we made a quick trip to Nashville um, on Thursday. Our son, Luke, who lives in Nashville, uh, he uh, happened to have, have the opportunity to be a part of a uh, really unique situation where they were featuring some songwriters there in Nashville. And these are young, up-and-coming songwriters. And, uh, and so it was a really big deal because it was being held um, at a place there now known as The Well. But this little coffee shop happened to be the birthplace of contemporary Christian music. And it's right across, it's nearby uh, what was referred to as Belmont Church, near Belmont University. And back in the day, it was actually the little coffee house, little coffee shop, was actually uh, known as Koinonia. That's what it was referred to. It's the name of the coffee, sh coffee shop was called Koinonia, which simply means the fellowship of the people. And some of the greatest legendary pioneering songwriters and contemporary, now contemporary Christian artists who really birthed, if you will, the so-called Jesus music and the Jesus movement all got its start inside of that little coffee house. So after it was over with, I was talking with a seasoned uh, songwriter who happened to be there that night, and uh, he's worked with some of the best of the best in the industry and as we were talking, he was making comment. He said, you know, he said, this city uh, is really an interesting city. And I said, yeah, I said, I'm, I'm learning that. He said, well, he said, here's what it's known for. He said, it's known for luring them in, chewing them up, and then spitting them out. He said, there are over 250,000 aspiring artists in our city, all chasing one dream. And he said, they will never make it. I thought, wow, this is pretty sobering, very encouraging atmosphere around here. And he said, and here's the reason why a lot of them won't make it. He said, it's not because of their lack of talent. He said, it's simply because of the people they choose to associate with. I thought, wow. And it's so true. It doesn't matter what industry, vocation, career path. It doesn't really matter. Whatever pathway we choose we will rise and we will fall when it comes to really who we choose to associate our lives with. And so, like we've often said, and I'm sure you've heard many, many times, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And it's so important that we learn and we appreciate the value of connecting with brothers and sisters in Christ if we are followers of Jesus Christ. God has called us as believers to be salt, to be light, to live among those 
living in darkness. So we are called to go and to tell and to share the good news of Christ. We are to be in the world but not of the world. God has commissioned us. God has called us to go and to share the gospel around the world and to be that light no matter where our sphere of influence might be. At the same time, simultaneously, God has also called us as believers in Christ to be connected with and to belong to a spiritual family. And so with that, it's not an either or, it is a both and. And so I want to share with you a couple of things today, some really four specific um, principles and truths that I think we all need to remind ourselves with when it comes to this, this importance of being connected within the body of Christ. In fact, it's been said that the church is not a building to go to, but a family to belong to. And so there are a few things that I want to share, but I want to build it off of a, a verse of Scripture. It's found in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, and I'm going to read it to you in two different uh, translations. The first translation is called God's Word. And it says this in Romans 12, verse 5, Even though we are many individuals, Christ makes us one body. And individuals who are connected to each other. Now I want to read that same verse in what is referred to as the Passion Translation. Romans 12.5 says it this way. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another. With each contributing to the others. So based on those words, those specific meanings behind those words in Romans 12 or verse 5, here are four specific things that we need to apply and take away with today. Number one is we need a group for our health. We need a group of people in our lives for our spiritual, mental, emotional, relational health and well-being. It's been documented by the Department of Health that when we are disconnected, isolated from others, listen to this, we are two to three times more likely to die in early death, four times more likely to suffer emotional burnout, five times more likely to suffer from clinical depression, and ten times more likely to be hospitalized from mental or emotional disorder. We need to understand that God created us to be relational people. God made us so that he could love us and we could love him back. You know what that's called? It's called worship. God made us so he could love us, so he could have a relationship with us in return so that we could love him, know him, and have a relationship with him. God created us. He made us for relationships. He made us to be connected, not just to him, but he also made us to be connected to other people. It's so important that we connect for the sheer sake of our growth and our health. 
we got to be connected to a body in order for us to grow. Let me prove it to you. In Colossians chapter, two, verse nine, uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 19, it says it this way. For we are joined together in his body by his strong sinews, and we grow only as we get our nourishment and strength from God. It's interesting that God is, through his word, through that verse of scripture in Colossians 2, 19, he's referring to a body. Now, there is the physical body element, and there's also the spiritual application to our lives. But when it refers to the sinews, what does that mean? Well, sinew is a muscle. And just like we have to grow and develop our muscles physically, we have to do the exact same thing when it comes to growing and developing our lives spiritually. And the reason why that's so important is simply because at the end of the day, listen, we cannot reach our full potential on our own. We need other people in our lives to help us grow, to help us develop, and to reach our full potential so that we can be physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually healthy. Because when we are disconnected and we are alone and we are isolated, we suffer the consequences in all those areas of our lives. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27, Paul the Apostle said it this way. Now all of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is a separate and necessary part of it. So we need to understand that every one of us here today, when I made the comment at the very beginning and asked you to look to your right or to your left and look at that person next to you and say, you need me, that is legit. <laughs> That's for real. That is an accurate statement. We need one another. We cannot do life alone. The reason why that verse and the reason why the New Testament refers to the believers and the church as a body is simply because when you think about the body, here's the thing. All of the parts of the physical body are needed and are, and are necessary. And not only that, we're dependent in other words, my arm, if I cut my arm off, my arm, if it was disconnected from my physical body, guess what? The arm would shrivel and die. Why? Because it is a vital, my body is vital to the supply that gives life and gives nutrients to my arm. So in order for my arm to fully develop and grow and reach its potential, it's got to remain connected to the supply, which is my body. My son, Luke, that I referred to a few moments ago, Michelle and I were um, hit up with the news that rocked our world when he was about seven, eight years of age. And we were uh, told by, after multiple doctor's visits and being misdiagnosed multiple times, we were finally told by a specialist at the Shriners Hospital in Tampa that our son had something known as leg calf perthes in the, in the medical industry, and it's often referred to as perthes. We had no idea what he was talking about, and so we went on to explain it, and he said, well, he said, your son... He said, at the top of his, of his hip, if you will, he said, there's a little ball. 
And that ball, which fits into the socket, which fits into the top of the femur, is designed in such a way to where blood supply is connected. So the bone can remain strong and remain healthy and develop. He said, but your son, because of this disease, is no, long, no longer getting blood to the ball that fits into the socket there at the top of his femur. He says, as a result of that, because he's not getting any blood supply, he said, your son's ball, the ball of the top of his femur, that bone is disintegrating, it's dying, and it's becoming like chalk. We said, well, what's the solution? They said, well, there's not technically a solution, but we can either do multiple surgeries, and it will probably be multiple surgeries throughout his life, which will have long-term consequences and implications. They said, or we can see if he will qualify for some tests and qualify for a, a, a certain route that we may find successful. And we said, sure, absolutely, whatever it takes. Come to find out, they said, a way that we feel like will bring a solution and healing to his body is if he remains in a wheelchair for approximately three years. So he spent three years in a wheelchair because he was not allowed to walk. Because every time he took a step, anytime he put weight on his leg, it would only allow that bone, which became like chalk, to eventually disintegrate and digress. Well, over the course of those three years, he remained off of his feet. And by the grace of God and the power of God and the power of prayer, today our son that I just referred to, he's a walking miracle. He is completely healed. And it's awesome to know that it was through the wisdom of a doctor who basically said, if you allow the body to do what God designed it to do, God has the ability to supply what is needed for the blood to get the nutrients to his bone. And it's amazing to me how we will often substitute what God can only accomplish in and through our lives, we will substitute Christ-centered, life-giving relationships that are built on the truth and the foundation of the Word of God. We'll substitute that for cheap imitation that the world is always trying to, to lure in front of us. And what does the world do when it comes to relationship? It lures us in, it, spits us up, it, it, it chews us up, and it spits us right back out. We've all experienced that, right? And so here's what we need to understand. We need one another for our spiritual health. We need to be connected to the body so that the, listen, so that the, the very life-giving spirit that God wants to impart to one another within the body of Christ can do what God designed it to do. We need a group for our health. Number two, we need a group for our growth. Why? Because healthy things grow. It's interesting when you're healthy in all areas of your life, it's amazing how your life flourishes, right? That's the reason why you need to be planted into the house of the Lord. 
The Bible says those who are planted into the house of the Lord, their lives will flourish. So if you want to be flourishing in your life, you need to be connected to the body. You need to be connected and joined to the koinonia, to the fellowship, what is referred to as the local church, the local body of believers. Because when we are, we not only grow in our health, but we also grow in our spiritual development. Because it's more than just believing. It's all about belonging. You can believe in Jesus Christ and you can accept him into your life to be your Lord and your Savior. But that's just only half of it. There's a second half of that. And the second half is where we are becoming more and more like Jesus in our spiritual journey. And we need other people around us to help us grow. In Colossians 2.19 it says, For we are joined together in his body by his strong sinew. So we're talking about the importance of connecting. We're talking about the importance of our growth. We're talking about the importance of reaching our full redemptive potential. But there's a third reason. And that is we need a group for our effectiveness. In Proverbs 15, verse 22, it says it this way. Plans go wrong for a lack of advice. It's not in your notes. Plans go wrong for a lack of advice, but many advisors bring success. It's interesting to me that when you are trying to do life alone and you're trying to figure things out on your own, that's why the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a person But in the end, it only leads to destruction. I don't know about you, but I would like to save countless hours, time, frustration, potentially thousands of dollars by allowing somebody else to speak into my life, to speak wisdom, to give advice, to give counsel, as an advisor to say, hey, I can help you avoid a lot of pitfalls and mistakes. A lot of, listen, I can help you save yourself years from a heartache and frustration and confusion if you would consider doing it this way. That's just called wisdom. And it's crazy to me how we're living in this world today where we open ourselves up to everybody's opinion to their truth. We need God's truth. And we need the wisdom that comes from God. We need the wisdom that also comes from those who are living the truth throughout their life according to the word of God. The Bible says those who walk with the wise will become wise. Those who walk with fools will get themselves into all kinds of trouble. So we need people in our lives to be effective. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 10. Excuse me, I'm sorry. In, in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, it says, two people are better than one because they get more done by working together. It's the reason why in the last couple of weeks we've been talking about RTL Strong. And in order for us to be strong and healthy, in order for us to reach our potential as a church, listen to this, in order for us to be truly effective, listen, we've all got to play a part 
And one of the ways that we can play a part is by serving on a team. You pick the team, but when you become a part of that team, you're only making that team stronger and better and healthier and more effective. Because our teams are only as good as those who are a part of the team and doing their part on the team in order for that team to reach its potential and have the greatest eternal impact we can have. So whether it's the setup crew or whether it's those who work in our, and, and serve in our children's area or, or if it's those who work in our hospitality teams and, or if it's those who, who serve maybe in the parking lot on our parking team or ushers or production or take your pick. Whatever team you are serving on, guess what you are contributing to? You are contributing to making that team more effective. And the stronger and the healthier and more effective our teams are is stronger and healthier our church is going to be so that we can become everything that God has equipped us to become in order to reach this city and our world with the message of Jesus Christ. So the ball is in your court. You get to choose. You decide how effective we're going to be. Man, I might just preach today. I don't know about you guys. Because I got some other friends who are going to come up here right now and help me preach. I'm going to go ahead and invite my friends to join me up here. And as they're coming, let me wrap, the, wrap this last point up as it relates to why we need groups. We need a group, not only for our health and not only for our growth and our effectiveness, but we need a group for our support. In Ecclesiastes 4, verse 10, it says, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But people who are alone, when they fall, are in real trouble. And one of the reasons why I've invited some folks to join me here today on stage is because I want you to hear, not just from me, but to hear from them as it relates to what a small group means to their lives, the benefits that they have experienced in their lives, and some of the steps they've taken to connect in a group that we all need to think about and that we all need to consider when it comes to how we can grow healthier, how we can grow spiritually and relationally, how we can become more effective in our lives, but also how we can get the support that we desperately need. You know, as a church, we need one another, but we also need one another in our good times and in our bad times. I want to share this with all of you and with the group. One of the greatest joys and blessings over the course of our years um, as a church is knowing that when uh, I would show up at a hospital, for example, where maybe word got to me and it's often... Sometimes somebody goes through a tragedy and it might be a week before I even hear anything about it. And so by the time I learn about a situation or maybe a set of circumstances, I will quickly call or maybe the person, for example, is hospitalized. I'll go and make a hospital visit. I'll go check in 
And I can't tell you how many times I've walked into those situations. And as I kind of push open the door to the hospital room, there's a room full of people. And when I walk into the room, they're all looking at me and they're like, what are you doing here? I'm thinking, well, I'm the pastor. And they're looking at me like, go home. We've already got it taken care of. You know why? Because they understand the value of the support of one another. We need each other. You can't do life alone. And so today, I have a few, not all, but a few of our life group leaders that are going to be launching and being a part of our life groups that are officially and effectively happening starting today. And just to put your mind at ease, we'll continue to roll these out over the next week. Uh, there will be other groups potentially formed, and there'll be, since it's Labor Day weekend, you've got people that are out of town and all that good stuff. But over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be taking more and more intentional steps to start doing a life together over the next 12, 13 weeks where we can become all that God has destined us to be. But I want you to hear from me. I want you to hear from them. All right? So, can I sit? I'll be meet between the buns here. So, um, can I say that? All right. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. It's too late now. <laughs> Is that a good thing, Mike? Meet between the buns? Remember that Wendy's commercial? The lady would say, where's the beef? <laughs> All right, getting off course here. So, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start, I'll start with you over here, Robert. And um, so here's what I'd like for you, first of all, what I'd like for you to do. By the way, yeah, Robert, he helps champion the effort of our setup team. Man, he's got an amazing team. And um, I'm so thankful for him. But tell us your name and uh, also tell us, a little bit about the group that you're going to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Robert, and so the group that I'm actually helping lead is our Young Adults Life group. We're calling it Barely Adulting. Um, Yes. And so, but that's for our young adults, and we're really excited about that, and that is really important to us because young adults, it's an easy place, an opportunity for us to get lost, maybe surround ourselves with the wrong people. And so it's just nice to be able to have other young adults that are looking to improve themselves, grow, have a relationship with the Lord. And so we just get together and focus on that, challenge each other on what we're learning that week, our own individual quiet times, maybe talk a little bit about what we learned from Pastor Rodney that weekend, and just enjoy each other's company, but grow together. And that's really what that group looks like. That happens on Tuesday nights, and that's that's at 7 o'clock right here in Lake Nona Town Center. And we do that every other week just so we can spend some time together. Robert, let me ask you... um, what has it been like for you in your own personal life? And obviously, you're married to your better half, Kylie. Way better, way better. But, uh, but tell us really what being a part of a group has meant to you on a personal level. Yeah, so being a part of a group, there's something about having consistent people in your life who just want to see you get better. And so that's really the biggest way groups have impacted me is on those up weeks, on those down weeks when I maybe don't feel like I necessarily even want to go to a group and talk about the word. I have people there who are expecting me, who want to be there with me, who want to visit with me. And we get to spend that time in community and help each other through those hard weeks, pray for each other, 
you know, get excited with one another when something goes right, praise for one another. And then when we come and we see him again on Sunday morning, it's like you have best friends. Your family is really here at church, not only during the week, but also when you come here on Sundays. And it's such a great feeling. That's awesome. I'm going to let you uh, give the mic to Isabel. Isabel, give them your full name here and, and tell, them, tell them a little bit about your group that you're going to be a part of. So my name is Isabel Gillespie, and I'm leading two groups. One is a women's group on Tuesday nights from 7 to 8.30 called E Pray Love. And uh, we've uh, several of us women have been together since January of this year. We are just continuing the same life group. Um, but we eat together, we pray together, and then we're doing community projects to love on our community. So that's where Eat, Pray, Love. I can't take credit. My husband came up with the name. But, um, but uh, we just, we love doing life together and um, community, and we love to pray for each other. We have a chat. We check in with each other every week. Uh, we are there to celebrate the highs and the lows and, um, and pray for each other. And, and it's just been great. It's, it's my tribe, my friends, and... Um, I know that they've got my back regardless, so I just turn to them all the time whenever I need a pick-me-up or, um, you know, just just needs anything. Yeah, what, you know, to, to build on that, what has being connected to a spiritual family meant to you? Because I know you guys moved from California. Yes. So what has that meant just to you, to your family, just being connected to a church, a body of believers, a spiritual family? So um, this is the first church we've been a part of that it's really felt like family, like a small family. And um, for me, it's about being around uh, people, uh, women, children who are going to walk alongside us in our spiritual growth, who are going to challenge us, who are going to pray for us, who are going to teach us. And it makes me think of the acronym SHE for our SHE group. SHE stands for she's strong, she's honorable and she's extraordinary but we are stronger we're more honorable and we're more extraordinary when we walk together in our spiritual growth so that's what it means for us and for our kids to have friends you know a lot of these women that are part of our group have children some don't but um or they've obviously have grown but my kids have made amazing friendships and that's what for me has been so important is the connection for our family and the friendships. And it's just been an amazing journey. We got here, we haven't even been with the church uh, a whole year. End of September will be a year that we've been here and it's been an amazing experience. So. That's awesome. And that just that's what we encourage people to do all the time is just jump in. You know, you got two types of people. You got those when they go to the swimming pool, they sit around, they think about it, about getting in, put their big toe in and kind of contemplated a little bit more and then you got the guy that just goes and does the cannonball you know he just goes for it so I just encourage you to be that guy go for it jump in all right Jennifer what's up tell us your full name and uh, tell us a little bit of, a little bit about the group that you're doing and I'm super stoked about one of those because it builds off of what Isabel was just referring to as relates to our middle school and our high school students. And so give us your full name and tell us a little about the group that you're going to be a part of. I'm Jen Downey and I am so excited to start our Student Connect in the cafe next Sunday. Um, so, um, 
I'm just an ordinary person. I am a wife and I'm a mother. I have a ninth grader and a eleventh grader. I have two daughters. I've already raised my 27-year-old. Yes, I am that old. And um, I we moved here three years ago from North Carolina, and I watched my beautiful daughter totally disconnected from her whole life, all of her friends that she left, her school. We had an extraordinary, wonderful life in North Carolina, and God brought us here. And so in that, in that struggle, I decided, you know what, I'm going to do something. Um, I'm a full-time teacher. I teach middle school at Harmony. I've worked with middle schoolers for over 30 years. Like, as soon as I graduated from high school, I started serving in students. I have such a heart and passion for our students. And having my own, I mean, we're friends. And that's the battle right there. My kids not only love me, but they like me. Um, And I'm so thankful for that. And so we just come alongside of parents and students. Um, In the spring, we did a student group in our home, and we had the parents meet next door. We had about six to eight families come, and it was life-changing to have a place where students were growing in their relationships with each other and in Christ, and parents were next door, you know, just sobbing, going, how do we do this? It's so different. Um, It's really not. Satan is the same. He was back when we were kids. His tactics are the same. He wants to isolate us. And he wants us to believe that we're the only ones going through the problems we are going through as parents and as students. And it's not true. We're all in the trenches together trying to figure out how we can best communicate and connect with our students. And so I, we just decided let's not do it in a home. Let's bring it right here to this campus. You all are here. Your lives are so busy, but you're, you're making the, the time during this slot to be here. And so as your kids are connecting over there, you're learning from Pastor Rodney and the The goal is that you leave as a family connected with others in community and connected in Christ so that you can walk through your weeks in victory and not in defeat. And so I'm super excited to be a part of it. That's awesome. We're excited too. And uh, we know it's going to make a huge impact on our students. And um, man, they need to be in an atmosphere like this where the Bible says iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another that's the part that makes us effective and the only way our kids are going to be effective to withstand the temptations and the peer pressure and all the things the enemy is throwing at them is to be surrounded by like-minded friends who all have that one mind one heart um, one spirit that unites them to be even stronger and more effective and so we appreciate your investment and being a part of doing that All right, we're going to turn it over here to the wise one. Mike, this guy just looks like wisdom. You open up the dictionary and you look at the word wisdom, it's got his face right next to it. Well, we're going to try anyway. (laughs) Well, Mike, tell us your full name and tell us a little bit about the group that you're going to be a part of. My name is Mike Cervic, and um, I'm leading a group called Fire Pit, and it's a men's group. It's going to be on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. This is a place that's an outdoor setting. And, of course, we sit around the fire pit. So it's a place where men can come and connect at the fellowship, share a few snacks. We like to have prayer. We like to review Pastor Rodney's message. So if you do come, make sure that you pay attention because you will have the opportunity to participate in that. That's what it's all about. Because, like we were saying, each person gets something different out of the message. You've been given a different gift. You have a different perspective. Others can benefit from that. So that's why it's important that 
matters, all right? So it's important that you come and you bring something. Just don't come to show up. Now, if you want to, to get used to a group and coming out, it's a great starting place as well. So we welcome everybody that would like to come out. That's awesome. Before we uh, wrap up our time, Mike, tell me what being connected to a spiritual family means to you. Well, I'd have to say uh, being a trainer for over 30 plus years in my life, whatever you're connected to, that's what you develop in. So being connected to like-minded people who love God, that's important, that they love God, they're out for your well-being. So that all that matters. Yeah. All that matters. So being connected to the right group at the right time matters. Yeah, that's so good. Hi, <laughs> right, I'm going to give Isabel the... the uh, oh, you got... Okay, I forgot you to mention, I'm also leading a, a kids' life group Wednesday nights with Cindy Ashfer. I don't know if she's here today, but uh, we're going to be doing twice a month. So if you have kids, middle school and high schoolers, please go out there. Uh, we're going to have a great time uh, this semester. That's awesome. Well, let's do me a favor and give it up one more time for these amazing leaders, life group facilitators. Y'all can be dismissed at this time. And uh, as I said a few moments ago, uh, these groups that they just um, talked a little bit about and made uh, available to you, these are just a handful of the many groups that you can check out, be a part of. So again, no matter what age, stage, season of life you're in, and we're all at different places in our spiritual journey. There are some of you who are still maybe just trying to wrap your mind and your heart around how all the dots connect spiritually in your life. Maybe you're on the front end of your spiritual journey. There are some of you who are maybe somewhere in the middle. You know, you, you've been around for a little bit and, you know, you've had some highs and some lows. You know what it's like to kind of take two steps forward in your spiritual life and yet circumstances allows you to go a step backwards because of some mistakes or being disillusioned about certain things, some hurts, some habits, some hangups or whatever. But we pick ourselves back up and we keep moving forward, right? And then there are those who have been around. You've been there, done that bought the t-shirt, you got the bumper sticker, and you got the keychain, right? It doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means that throughout life's journey, you've learned that no matter what, God is faithful. God is faithful. And He is. And you need people for your health, for your growth, for your effectiveness, and for the support of those around you. Why? Because God did not create us to do life alone. We need one another. Let's bow our heads together in prayer. And as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed for just a moment, You know, you may be here today and maybe you have thought about it, you've contemplated it in the past about getting involved in a group or making this kind of a commitment, but for whatever reason, 
you allow the devil to be frank, you allow the enemy to talk you out of it. And we often will rationalize and justify all of the reasons why we can't. Either because of our so-called busy schedule or maybe just the fear of what somebody might think or a question they might ask. And either way, you allow the enemy to rob you and sabotage what God wants to use to bless you. Please don't allow the enemy to do that in your life this year. Life's too short. Life's too short. Some of you maybe are here and a friend invited you and maybe you could connect and relate to what I just said a moment ago about maybe you're on the front end and maybe you're still trying to figure out how all the dots connect. Well, can I just simply say, from my own experience, it's not our responsibility to connect all the dots. We just have to accept by faith that God loves us. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, to down a cross for us. So that our sin could be forgiven. To accept by faith that he was placed into a tomb. Three days later, according to the scripture, he came back to life. And by faith, we're just simply inviting Jesus to take up residence in our heart, to be our Lord and our Savior. And if that's your need and your desire today, maybe you need that, and you desire that, and you're watching online. I want to invite, whether you're in the room or online, if that's your need today, would you pray this prayer in your heart? Say, dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner, and I turn from my sin. Jesus, I believe that you died on a cross and you arose again. And today I'm inviting you into my life to forgive me and to save me and to change me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. And as our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, if you happen to have prayed that prayer, hey, would you do me a favor? Would you let me know But just holding up your hand high toward heaven today, saying, yes, count me in. I just prayed that prayer, and I'm ashamed to admit it. It's awesome. Anybody else? Just say, count me in. I just prayed that prayer. It's wonderful. Thank you. Father, we thank you for these today. And for those of you online who may have prayed that prayer, God, we celebrate these important decisions in their spiritual life. God, we pray as we come close to you that you would come close to us. God, we surrender our lives. We commit this day to you. And Lord, I pray that today that we will connect, we will join, we will be a part of the body of Christ. That we will grow, that we will develop, and we will make a commitment to become all that you've destined for us to be. Through your son, Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, somebody. Let's give God a little shout of praise. Can we do that? Well, here's what uh, we're going to do as we get ready to prepare uh, our time of giving today as we bring 
our tithes, we bring our offering unto the Lord. I want to read a verse of scripture today as you prepare that I just really feel that um, is a good reminder this first weekend of the month. And it's found in Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 is just such a powerful uh, proverb. I just love it. And we often refer to Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. A lot of times, you know, that those verses that says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways. Acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. But just a few verses below that, in verse 9, it says these words. Honor the Lord with your wealth, and with the best part of everything you produce. Then He will fill your barns with grain, and your vats will overflow with good wine. In other words, when we're faithful and we're obedient to put God first, we bring our first and we bring our best and we trust Him for the rest. It's amazing what God does. And that's a part of our spiritual growth. It's a part of our spiritual health. It's a part of our spiritual journey as we walk by faith. And so I just want to encourage you today, let's be faithful in this area. And can also encourage you to take your phone today and just... Take the camera part, turn it on, and just hold it up to that little QR code. And that little QR code will direct you to a little page there. There's multiple buttons. And can I just encourage you today, sometime before the end of the day, look at those buttons. Tap on one of those buttons about joining a team. Tap on one of those buttons to learn more about a group. Tap on one of those buttons because every button matters when it comes to how you can connect and how you can allow this church to reach its potential. And God wants you to play a vital role. We are all in this together. Amen. We need one another. So I'm going to pray over our offering and uh, today on your way out, let me encourage you to stop by the tent in, in the lobby, ask questions. Stop by the Connect tent on your way out. If you're a guest, we have a gift we'd love to make available to you. We would encourage you. uh, We're going to have some prayer team members over here to your left and to your right. If you need somebody to pray with. And then also, we're going to be starting uh, here shortly what we call our welcome party. And so we want to give you time to make your way over there. Get your kids. You'll have to check them out and check them back in. We'll have lunch together. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing time where you can learn how to become a part of our church family at Rethink Life. Let me pray over our offering. Father, we thank you so much for the privilege that we have today to be able to give, to sow, to invest in eternal things. Lord, you said for us not to store up treasures here on earth, but to store up treasures in heaven. And Lord, today we're investing, we're sowing, we're bringing, Lord, our tithe, we're bringing our offerings as a way of saying thank you. Thank you for your provision, for your protection in our lives. We put you first. We give you our best. And God, we honor you with our lives. We pray this today. We ask this today in faith in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.